0: In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. From Matthew chapter 27, the tombs also were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. It may seem kind of odd that during Lent we are actually talking about the resurrection. After all, Easter is about two and a half weeks away. Lent is this time where we typically are more repentant. We don't say, Alleluia. We don't sing, This is the Feast of Victory for our God. And we certainly do not say, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. But Jesus will think something different of that. On Good Friday, as he was put to death, there was resurrection Think about that for a moment. What you just heard, the tombs also were opened and many of the bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the tombs. After his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. We have probably a lot of questions about these people. Who are these saints who are raised? How many were there? For how long were they raised? Did they appear once or did they appear many times? Did they go to their homes or wander through the streets? Did they go back to being in paradise with God? Or did they live on earth a little while longer and then experience death again? We are simply not told the answer to these questions. All we know with what scripture says is that it happened. If you think about all of the miraculous things that we have seen so far just with Good Friday, how much more proof do we need to know that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God? We've heard about darkness, we've heard about the tearing of the temple cur- curtain, we've heard about earthquakes and the splitting of the rocks, and tonight we have probably one of the most miraculous things, the dead are being brought back to life. And Jesus himself, after he would be resurrected, would have some 500 eyewitnesses who would give testimony to the fact that he was risen. How much more do we need? How much more does the world need in all of this? And with this, like all the other miracles around Jesus' crucifixion, this is not just some great little happening. It is a sign. And with this sign, it is pointing us to something that is very comforting for all of us it is pointing us to our future because of Jesus's death and resurrection. The bodies of all the saints here tonight, you and me, and of all of those who've gone on before us, they will all rise from the dead, but they will not simply go back to Jerusalem. They will go into the real holy city, the dwelling place that God prepares for you in paradise because of Jesus. Death will not be the end for us. We will rise and we will live again with him. We heard about this tonight from our epistle reading. Paul said, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. By that, he did not mean that our bodies will not go to heaven, but our sinful bodies right now cannot enter into heaven. But Listen to what else he says. I tell you a mystery. Resurrection doesn't make any sense to us. It doesn't make sense to the world, to the greatest skeptics. And Paul is even admitting this. This is a great and grand mystery. He says, We all shall be changed. This perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. Then shall come to pass the saying it is written death is swallowed up in victory. One of the questions i have often thought about with people who do not believe in christianity or who actually criticize christianity is really when you look at the resurrection what's so bad about it what's so bad about the fact that our greatest fear most people's greatest fear which is death is destroyed by christ and the fact that we like living We actually sort of like living in our flesh and blood and God promises that in the resurrection of all flesh, you will be living in both body and soul with new bodies, never to have to wear glasses again, never to have to go to the doctor again or to get your second Moderna or Pfizer vaccine again, never to have to go to the cemetery to say farewell to our loved ones again. That is the joy of Jesus's resurrection for us. And so when Jesus dies on Good Friday, what's even more miraculous about all of that is is that what Paul says, that in a twinkling of an eye, it will begin, it happens on Good Friday. It's not that Jesus gave us the victory over sin and death and now we're just sort of waiting for this. Immediately on Good Friday, it begins. Already death was starting to be swallowed up. Already creation is changing. What looked like the great finality of Jesus' death shown not to be so final after all. Jesus' death has changed everything. His death has provided for us a future that is beyond the cemetery. But we still know that the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. What that simply means even in the season of Lent, is that death has no hold on us because our sins are forgiven, they're paid for. We are truly set free. We are free from the law, free from sin, free from death, free to live as if we are baptized in the Christ because we are both now and forever. We very much are free like Barabbas. We often think about Barabbas and think, man, that guy was pretty lucky. He was released by Pilate, and Jesus takes his place. Hmm, sounds kind of like me. Sounds kind of like you. But just as the saints rising from death are a picture of our future, so is the releasing of Barabbas a picture for you, not in the future, but now, in the present. For Barabbas truly represents us. And Jesus lets him go, sets him free to go and die for us. Jesus trades our places. We are the ones who have sinned. We are the ones who have murdered in our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. We have been set free. We are the ones who stand condemned. We now are set free, so he is condemned to die in our place. And it's not simply luck. We don't believe in luck. This is what we simply call luck. Our church, grace, this was the gift of God to us. This is why Jesus has come for us, for everyone, to trade places with us to die so that we might rise. Those saints being raised from the dead would have been a powerful witness to the Jews of the day as well. For among at least some of the Jews of Jesus' day, there was an expectation that when the Messiah came, there would be bodily resurrections of the dead. They actually believed about the resurrection of the dead in the Old Testament. So did they believe? We don't know. But it's not because of the miracle of this resurrection. Don't lose track in terms of what we've been looking at with these miracles. These miracles do not produce faith. Miracles can never produce faith. Only the word of God by the power of the Holy Spirit can produce faith. For Jesus has said earlier, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. And so it is for you and for me. The resurrection is our future, but we do not believe of this because of the miracles that we've heard about simply. We believe this because the word has been at work in us. We believe the miracles because we have the word of God, the spirit-filled word of God that is living and powerful and active, that gives us Jesus' promise, that works in us faith and declares to us that because we are forgiven of our sins, We now live. What will that future life be like after the resurrection? Many want to know as well. But like the raising of the saints after Jesus' crucifixion, the resurrection and the life, too, we must confess is shrouded in mystery. Until it happens for us, we simply do not know and will not be able to describe it, but I can guarantee you it's much better than this world that we live in now. But confident in all of this that life is ours, that death is defeated, and the grave one day will be forced to release our bodies, this faith that we have in Christ does make a difference in our lives now enabling to us for us to live as people who are steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. For what we labor for here and now, we in fact already have. And so we labor and we work not for ourselves but for others, that we who have been given much, we who have been blessed by so many blessings from God may be a blessing for God, to others. That we who have been raised from the death of our sin through the power of God's baptism, connecting us to Christ's death and resurrection, might be the ones who are the powerful testimonies to the work of God here and now by his word. That by his word and spirit, others would come to this place and say with us, not just on Easter Sunday, but every Sunday, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And so with that, with the miraculous raising of the saints, we have gone back in a sense to the future and we know what our future is like for us ahead. The glorious future that is now ours, that it now waits for us through the death and resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And because of that, you need not fear death or the grave anymore. Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen.